All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beef Upfront podcast here on PickSwap Media. This is your host, Ryan Coyle. Back for a special episode today as we are now uh, finished the regular season in the NFL. The regular season has concluded. We are in full swing to the playoffs now. Uh, but for a lot of teams whose seasons ended prematurely, didn't reach the playoffs, your all your focus is now on the offseason and the draft and how you can improve your team. So that's why I'm here with my second mock draft, the Beef Upfront 2023 NFL Mock Draft 2.0. Uh, this is the order that we got pending the, the regular season results. And then we, obviously we still have the playoffs to shake out. So some of these picks will be changing up. But uh, 1 through 18 is settled in. As, as the previous mock draft we had, where there's only 31 first-round picks this year due to the Dolphins having to forfeit that pick that they had. Um, but this is our second mock draft here. We will be doing another one post-Super Bowl and then likely two or three more heading up to the draft. Usually I like to do around six or seven kind of mock drafts based off of uh, what guys wind up declaring. Some of these guys might go back. There's already been a few surprises from our last mock draft that have gone back to school. So there's a lot that goes into this, and it's just a cool evolution uh, project. And we could see a lot of trades this year for teams trying to move up to get these quarterbacks. Um, a, a lot of different things could could impact these these mock drafts and the situations of these franchises going forward. Um, we had big a big move on on last Sunday in the final s- Sunday of the regular season with the the Colts beating or Colts losing to the Texans. Texans then fall from the number one spot to the two spot. Because the Bears were at two, they lost to the Vikings, and they only finished with three wins on the year. They move up to the number one overall pick. So the Chicago Bears have now taken over the Houston Texans after the Texans held that spot for most of the year. And that there was a lot of drama into it because the Bears, most likely, I would say 90%, are, are going to continue to roll with Justin Fields as their quarterback. But there's a, a command for these guys at the top, and Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, throw Will Levis in there maybe as well. But with, with that being said – these teams might now have to alter kind of their draft position if they want to go up and get the quarterback. If the Texans want number one, uh, they also have number tw- they also have number twelve. They pick at two and twelve. Maybe they package that with the Bears to move up to number one. Maybe throw a player in there as well, and they're able to go up. Um, but by losing, not losing that game, and by winning that game on Sunday, really hurts them and, and just kind of the decisions that they can go for. Um, and it, it really allows some of these other teams that are quarterback needy if they. Really love one of these guys to move up and get one of these top top level quarterbacks that are coming out this year. So uh, a lot of moving pieces I think are going to be happening. I don't do mock draft uh, trades in my projections, so my my projections here today are just based off of these picks as is. So without further ado, we'll get into the thirty one uh, picks here for the twenty twenty three NFL first round draft. Uh, 14 picks though out of the SEC. I thought that was pretty crazy. About half fifty percent of the first round going in. 50% of the first round are SEC players just about, so pretty insane set there. And we started off with an SEC guy with the Bears. Like I said, I'm not projecting any trades here, so I think if the Bears sit and pick here, I think they're going to be taking edge rusher Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. You could also make a good argument for getting uh, defensive cha- defensive tackle Jalen Carter out of Georgia. I just think the edge rusher spot is more important, more valuable, and especially a guy who has the pass rushing pedigree and the, the ability to stuff the run. Like Will Anderson, that'd be a big fit for this Bears team that needs to just improve just about everywhere. I think they're just taking best player available non-quarterback, and I think Will Anderson Jr. is the best best available player at this stage of the draft. I think he's the number one overall type talent for, for this upcoming draft. So give me Anderson there to the Bears. 
Number two, we have the Texans selecting quarterback Bryce Young out of Alabama. As I said earlier, I think if they are going to want to do this, they're going to have to move up and package something to go up and get Bryce Young. Uh, but I, I do think he's the best quarterback in this draft, and I think that the Texans uh, would be kind of foolish to pass on him. Uh, I know he's got some size concerns, and we will be getting into stuff like that over the, the next several months on Beef Up Front. I will be breaking down quarterbacks game by game, some of these top guys, and giving you a more in-depth look at them. But as of right now, sitting here today recording this on January 11th, Bryce Young is my top quarterback. Um, I just think he has a, a, a really good skill set despite some of his physical limitations, and I think he'd be a, a really good plug-and-play day one starter there for the Texans. Number three, the Cardinals, they fired their coach as well uh, as, as the Texans. Um, here they are picking at number three after going 11-6 last year. Another team with a lot of needs. They really, I think, went all in over these past few years and loaded up on some veterans, and those guys – haven't panned out to to win a championship for them. So I think they might just kind of really tear that thing down from the studs and and start over and adding a elite defensive lineman potentially there at number three with Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia makes a lot of sense to me. Number four, we got the Colts selecting dire need of a quarterback. CJ Stroud here falls into their lap at number four. I don't think the Bears will be taking one unless there's some crazy trade and they're able to get a bunch of draft picks and for Justin Fields. Um, and then they sit there and, and take Bryce Young at one. And then when you look at the Texans, they definitely need a quarterback. The Cardinals are locked in on Kyler with that big contract he signed. And the Colts desperately need a quarterback. My second best quarterback as of now is C.J. Stroud of Ohio State, uh, a guy who I think is a very, very good uh, pocket passer. And he showed good mobility as well in the college football playoff. The Colts desperately need someone under center. They haven't been able to find that answer since Andrew Luck left. So give me C.J. Stroud there. Number five, the Seahawks picking. Um, they're in the playoffs, but this pick is via the Broncos from the Russell Wilson trade. I'm going to have them select, selecting quarterback Will Levis out of Kentucky. It's a big thing to remember come draft time. The draft is really uh, projection-based, not production-based. And, and when I say that, these scouts and these, these draft gurus, these GMs are really trying to project kind of how these guys played in college and – how their production was, but can that project to the next level? And if they maybe underperformed in some aspects, um, do they have the the tools and the skill set to translate to the next level? Because some of these guys are in, in situations that don't really benefit them, and then they come out in the NFL and make a lot of noise. I think Will Levis is a really talented guy, has a really good frame, and apparently some really good character and like football IQ, a highly intelligent player. Geno Smith, I think it was a good story, but his play really tailored down the stretch. I could see them maybe bringing him back, franchise tag him even, throw him on a, on a one-year deal, another kind of prove it thing. But if he flames out in the playoffs, I think I think everyone there in Seattle kind of knows that there's a ceiling and limitation to Geno Smith, who's already into his 30s. You have a, uh, you don't know the next time you're going to be picking in the top five here. You have the benefit of this Broncos pick. I think you take a risk and a swing on a quarterback with a lot of tools and Will Levis, and, and you pick him there at number five. Number six, the Lions pick in via the Rams. Had them selecting edge rusher Miles Murphy out of Clemson. I think that pairing him with Aiden Hutchinson going forward, that would be a very scary edge duo. And then you have, I believe his last name was Houston, a guy who only played about half the season, and he had, I think it was eight sacks on the year. That's just a Lions team that continued to get better and better throughout the year, continued to add more talent, especially up, up on the defensive line and just across the defense. You know, as a whole, I think that's a team that could very well be in the playoffs next year. 
Number seven, got the Raiders selecting offensive tackle Peter Skaronsi out of Northwestern. Remains to be seen what they have what happens with them at quarterback. A lot of rumors potentially Tom Brady goes there and reunites with Josh McDaniels. The big thing would be protecting a 46-year-old Tom Brady. And I think getting the best offensive tackle in the draft would be would be a good pick there. Uh, pair him with Colton Miller going forward. Number eight got the Falcons. Might be a little bit high, but I'm really I'm really high on this guy. And I think pairing him with AJ Terrell going forward would be a very wise move by the Falcons brass, and that's cornerback Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. I think he's going to be a stud, really high on this guy, and I think his speed especially translates well to the NFL. Pairing him with A.J. Terrell, that would be, give you two really good corners going forward there for Atlanta. Number nine, have the Panthers selecting quarterback Anthony Richardson out of Florida, another guy that I'm really high on, and as I said earlier, this is a production, not a production-based um, situation. This is a projection-based situation. You see all the tools this guy has and the good film, the good tape that he's put out um, on on certain occasions. He certainly has his up and downs and, and some flaws to his game, but a lot of talent there. The Panthers are another team desperate, I think, for a quarterback. Another team, maybe you bring back Darnold and give him another shot to be the starter or at least start out and, and compete as the starter. But Anthony Richardson has such a high ceiling. I think he's going to get compared to Josh Allen throughout the draft process. And I also think he's a guy who's going to benefit from these pro days where I don't really take much into them, but these pro days, these combines, it seems to really elevate some of the draft status of some of these players. So if he really performs there with all his raw tools and raw ability, that could be a, a big stepping stone for him. Number 10, the Eagles picking via the Saints. We're going to have them selecting defensive tackle Brian Brisset out of Clemson. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, Robert Quinn, a bunch of guys up front on that defensive line are, are free agents this offseason, and you're, you're not going to be able to bring back everyone. I think Javon Hargrave bringing him back would be smart. I don't know if bringing back Fletcher Cox again is going to be in the cards. I do I do really like Javon Hargrave there. Philadelphia, but I think he could get a big deal after having a big year this year, and if he walks, you're really going to have to fill someone in. Fill someone in there. The Eagles love investing up front and in the trenches, so I'm going to give them a really talented defensive lineman there from Clemson with Brian Bersay, uh filling, up, filling in the middle of the hole there. Number 11, have the Tennessee Titans selecting wide receiver Quentin Johnson out of TCU. Had a really impressive semifinal game and got completely shut down in the championship. But the Titans, this is a passing league, and with pedestrian pass passing weapons like they have, right now they, they need to desperately improve this spot that's another situation where <clears throat> i could see them just completely ripping it down trade ryan Tannehill, get rid of him uh get rid of derrick henry potentially you already picked Traylon burks last year in the first round you need to kind of modernize i think that that team that offense and getting a, a pretty high level receiver like quentin johnson to pair with Traylon burks that would be those two guys would be matchup nightmares if they can get some consistent quarterback play number 12 the texans Picking with the Browns pick here, I am selecting tight end Michael Meyer out of Notre Dame to pair with Bryce Young. I think if you're going to draft Bryce Young, you're either going to want to invest up in front of him or get him some pass catchers. And I think this guy has the potential to be a really nice tight end at the next level. Really good size, good route runner, good hands, just kind of the total package there at tight end would be an ideal fit, I think, for the Texans. <clears throat> Number 13, have the Jets selecting edge rusher Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Just continue to improve that unit. You can never have too many edge rushers. They've shown the the clear focus, I think, on investing up front. Get another good pass rusher there to 
to pair with Jermaine Johnson going forward. Carl Lawson had a pretty good year. Quinn Williams up on that D-line as well. Number 14 overall pick, the New England Patriots. I have them selecting wide receiver Jordan Addison out of USC, a guy that I was really high on after that one year at Pitt that he had with Kenny Pickett. Had another good year with Caleb Williams, and I think he's just like an ideal Patriots type player, just a really solid route runner, not an exactly burner or some flashy kind of receiver, just a really, really good football player that I think the Patriots would appreciate. Number 15, the Packers selecting offensive tackle Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. Just seems like over these past few years, uh, David Bakhtiari has just been in and out of the lineup consistently. I think that they need a new long-term left tackle, and if a guy with Paris Johnson's ability slips to them at 15, I think they would be all over that pick. Number 16, got the commander selecting cornerback Keele Ringo out of Georgia. Got exposed by Marvin Harrison in the title game. This is a guy, though, track speed. And when you can run and you show and put some good tape on film, you're going to go in the first round. This is like a 4-2-5, 4-3 type guy. Um, but I think he kind of struggles against some of these bigger receivers, like Harrison kind of exposed him. And then he had a bounce-back game, uh, as did the entire Georgia defense against TCU. Uh, but I do think the commanders need to get better on the outside. <coughs> Excuse me, at the cornerback position, especially when covering guys likely going forward. Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Number 17, the Steelers selecting wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba at Ohio State. I think they need to continue to surround Kenny Pickett with weapons. He, he really showed some good progression over the second half of the season when he got more comfortable in there. George Pickens looks like another stud receiver, but Deontay Johnson really underperformed this year and no touchdown catches. Don't know if he's part of their, their long-term plan, but in Jigba, when he was on the field last year, especially in that Rose Bowl game, or even before that, when all those receivers um, like Olave and I can't, can't think of the other one off the top of my head, but opted out of that Rose Bowl, I said, watch out for Marvin Harrison and Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think they're going to be just fine. It's wide receiver you. And then they both go out there and explode on the scene. Um, he was unfortunately limited by injuries this year, but uh, a really talented receiver went on the field. Anytime the Steelers pick a receiver, it seems to bag out for them. So <clears throat> wouldn't hesitate to pick a receiver there if I'm, if I'm Pittsburgh. Number 18, have the Lions selecting with their own pick here, cornerback Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Um, the Jeff Okuda experiment has been a little bit up and down. This is just a secondary, though, that really got picked on for a lot of the year and was definitely the worst part of that team this year. Getting a, a high-level quarterback, cornerback like Gonzalez here, that might even be a top-10 pick. When it's all said and done, uh, would be a smart pick if he's still on the board. Number 19, the Bucks selecting quarterback Cam Smith out of South Carolina. Um, kind of like I was just saying about the Lions and, and even Joey Porter up there, and even with um, the Titans selecting Quinn Johnson, a, a receiver. This is a passing league now. You need guys that can cover um, Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis. Certainly had some good moments and are, are solid players in this league, but I think that Cam Smith has potential to be a really good cornerback. You just you need guys that can cover. If you if you can cover and rush the passer, you're going to compete in this league. And you need guys that can cover throughout that entire secondary, and you need depth back there. If they do bring back Davis and and Dean, um, there's there's still going to be a, a spot for Cam Smith to, to find his way into the lineup at some point in the season. When, when cornerbacks are out, I, I've seen it firsthand with Philadelphia. Then when Avante Maddox got out and injured, and Josiah Scott was in the lineup. There was a, a clear drop-off there. You need plenty of depth in the NFL with how much they pass the football. Number 20, the Seahawks with their own picks, selecting defensive end Isaiah Foskey, Notre Dame. <clears throat> a guy I'm really high on, and, and he's 
mostly I've seen down towards the bottom of the first round, maybe even like the beginning of the second. But he was a guy when I was watching the USC game, he was just all over the film and, and he got all the physical makeup, all the tools. But what sticks out to me most is his motor, a guy who's consistently getting after it. And, and it just seems like a guy who plays, takes no plays off would be a perfect fit there for that Seattle culture. Number 21, the Jacksonville Jaguars have them selecting offensive guard Osiris Torrance out of Florida. I think Doug Peterson, seeing the success that Carson Wentz had early in his career and even Nick Foles during his run, was really predicated a, a lot on having a lead offensive line play in front of him, especially with a guard like Brandon Brooks. Now he has another young and talented quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. I think the priority should be, once again, surrounding him with weapons, but also uh, prioritizing beefing beefing up the offensive line up front and, and really helping benefit and, and protect your young quarterback, keep him upright and, and getting a, the best guard in the draft here at 21 after winning the division. And now they have a chance to go win a playoff game as well. But that, that this is a, a really good step in the right direction in the Jags. And I think getting a guard like Torrance here would even help that situation more. Number 22, got the Giants selecting wide receiver Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Uh, I just don't think you can trot out Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins, and Darius Slayton next year. They need speed. They need explosion. We'll see what they do at the quarterback spot. But Jalen Hyatt might not be the most ref, refined route runner, but the guy can play football, and he's got uh, elite speed. And when you get the ball in his hands, uh, he's like a jet taken off. Get him, I think, if you're if you're in the New York Giants, and even with the limitations I think Daniel Jones brings to the game, if he's still your quarterback, just getting the ball in this guy's hands, he's got the potential to take it for six every time. Number 23, you got the Ravens selecting edge rusher Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Just feels like a, a Ravens pick, just continuing to improve that line uh, on defense and get after the quarterback. They did have Justin Houston rushing the passer a lot for them this year. He's well past his prime, so he had a nice year, but that's a spot where I think they need to invest in some youth going forward. Number 24, the Chargers selecting offensive tackle. Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Not exactly sure if he can if he can play right tackle, but we're, we're going to bank on that here with Rayshon Slater coming back healthy, hopefully next year as the left tackle. Get Justin Herbert a really good, another really good offensive lineman in front of him and put this guy at right tackle, and hopefully those are your bookend tackles for years to come, keeping Herbert upright and healthy. He's going to be dangerous if he's healthy and he's got uh, his healthy receivers as well on the field. So, um, Broderick Jones, offensive tackle, Georgia there to the Chargers. Number 25, the Cowboys selecting safety Brian Branch out of Alabama. I think the secondary is the weakest spot on that team. They need to get better back there, and Branch is a, a really nice playmaking safety, probably the best safety in this draft. Number 26, the Bengals selecting tight end Darnell Washington out of Georgia. This dude's just massive, like 6'7", almost 300 pounds, a really talented player, and just adding, yet again, another pass we passing weapon to that Bengals offense. The Bengals are my Super Bowl pick. I think that they're they're going to go through the AFC and, and eventually win the Super Bowl as well. But just this would be uh, the rich get richer type of type of draft pick. Getting a guy like Darnell Washington here, I think that would just pose even more threats in this passing game and potentially line them up to, to win multiple Super Bowls over over Joe Burrow's career. Number twenty-seven, the Vikings selecting cornerback Devon Weatherspoon out of Illinois. Worst part of this Vikings team all year has been the secondary. Need to add some talent back there. Number 28, the Broncos picking. Uh, this pick is from the Dolphins, which is from the 49ers in the Trinity Lance trade. Had them selecting linebacker Trent Simpson out of Clemson, the first linebacker, like true like off-ball linebacker here on the board. Um, saw a lot of Alex Singleton playing for them at linebacker this year. This is a team where a really elite defensive players throughout the board there and uh, some had some really good games this year. There was that, like one stretch where – 
10 games through the year, if the Broncos had just scored 20 points, I believe it was, every game, they would have been 9-1. and one. Um, Just a super talented bunch, and but I do think that they can get better in the middle there. So give me Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. Uh, number 29, have the Buffalo Bills selecting wide receiver Zay Flowers out of Boston College. One of the more complete teams in the NFL. They're in a good position to take kind of just best best receiver available. And I think they have been kind of missing that third consistent receiving option in that offense. Gabe Davis hasn't even been like a super good number two that I, I think some people thought he would be coming into the year. When Stephon Diggs has been taken out of the game, um, that, that passing offense, I mean, obviously when you take out the best weapon, but – when he's been taken out of the game but by opposing defenses, their passing game has struggled to to produce a little bit. Um, Gabe Davis, I don't think it can really take over a game consistently. So getting another receiver here like Zay Flowers and then forming a nice trio of Flowers, Davis, and Diggs I think would be smart for the Bills. Number 30, the Chiefs selecting safety Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M. As I talked about, this is a passing league, and you have to be able to cover on that back end. And I think that's going to be especially important in the AFC going forward. Um, I know Patrick Mahomes plays for the Chiefs, but you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Josh Allen, you have Joe Burrow, you have Justin Herbert, you have Trevor Lawrence coming up now. Uh, see what happens with Lamar Jackson. Um, but you have a, a real big assortment of, of young and talented quarterbacks that are going to be there for a while. You have to be able to cover on the back end. And I think safe, the safety out of Texas A&M here, Antonio Johnson, is just another movable chess piece that could do a little bit of everything for a defense and would be a nice, nice fit there in Kansas City. And number 31, the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I would be high on this as an Eagles fan, as an Eagles supporter. I just don't think it's going to happen. But for for fun, uh, for fun sake or for just mock draft sake here, I guess you could say, um, I'm going to have them selecting. I, I didn't really see a fit for him throughout the rest of the first round. So I'm going to have the Eagles selecting running back B. John Robinson out of Texas. I mean, if he's there and you're able to get five years out of him with that fifth-year rookie option on that rookie contract, that would be would be big. This is a, a really talented player, and I don't think bringing back Miles Sanders and giving him a big contract would be a wise move. Maybe if they give him like three years, 31, 32 million, 33 million, something like that, I could see that. But there's a lot of guys in this league I think that could do what Miles Sanders does uh, behind the offensive line that's in front of him, and then also with Jalen Hurts in the running game and all the passing options. Miles Sanders is like the probably fourth or fifth guy most accounted for. I think defense have to account for Hurts probably most primarily just because of his arm and his ability to, with his legs. Then you look at A.J. Brown, uh, Devontae Smith, and I think you can even argue Dallas Goddard, and then Miles Sanders in there around like fourth or fifth for the most prioritized guys by the defenses when you're matching up against the Eagles. I think there's more talent out there to kind of fill his spot, and there's a lot of situations where I think other guys might have had better production than Miles Sanders did. So I don't necessarily believe the Eagles would use a first-round pick. I've seen some with them picking him with the 10th pick. No way that's happening. Uh, but if B. B. John Robinson does find his way to slide down this late in the first round, uh, I think the Eagles would definitely consider it. So we'll have him go in there. But that'll do it for Mock Draft 2.0 here from Beef Up Front on media. Um, as I said, we will be doing another one post-Super Bowl. That will probably be the next one. And then probably two, three, maybe even four more as we lead up to the official draft. And then we're going to be doing some some new exciting stuff soon, some what we're calling breakdowns with beef, where I'm going to be breaking down quarterbacks game by game and their film. So excited to get moving into some more draft coverage here. As always, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, and we will talk soon.